I fast forwarded and it was like, is this it? Is that the end of the movie? Because it seemed like even on fast forward, it was taking forever. Now it's a show. Are you recording? Yeah, I think so. No, we've been recording for a while now. There, we can hear ourselves better, I think. All right. Welcome, listeners. I, go ahead. No, you do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it anymore. Go ahead. Want, oh, I was going to talk about that movie, but go ahead. Hey, listeners, welcome to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This here is a podcast. On second thought, maybe I'll go do ahead. it. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and do it. What's this thing about? No, no, go ahead. Okay, it's about horror movies. We're going to spoil them. You've been warned. Moonrays. Hey, thanks, Moonrays, for the intro song, Intro Creature Features. Find them on Amazon, buy their music, find them on iTunes, buy their music, find them on Facebook, say hi. I've got two of their albums. Yeah. Ghouls Go West. Mm Mm-hmm. That's one of them. And then the remastered Greatest Hits. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have the same, too. Yeah. Good band. If you like spooky surf rock and things like that. Okay. What have you watched, Will? Well, this week I watched two blockbusters from last summer. Uh, I'm really worried. Disney's Marvel's Captain America's Civil War. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Abe's was, Return. How was it? Still haven't seen it. I liked it all right. Yeah, I, I really liked it. Uh, I, I love that geek out fight at the airport. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty geek out. Uh, I don't know. It was kind of entertaining. Um, I liked it better than than any of the Avenger movies I've seen. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Although you could have called that an adventure movie. Yeah. Um, I'd recommend it if it was like cold and rainy out and you had nothing better on. <laughs> was the Hulk in it? No. no, no Hulk, no Thor. Oh, weird. I don't know why. They figured they were too strong. Mm-hmm. They, they needed a day off. They, they couldn't get those people. Yeah. They can't refer to them and that no one knows where they are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hulk need vacation. You know. Uh, it's kind of sad that Marissa Tomei is Aunt May, because that's not right. Aunt May's I always she's been funny. She's funny, but Aunt May's supposed to be, you know, a little old lady. Ninety. Right. I never yeah. understood how Peter Parker was their nephew. Yeah. They look so incredibly <laughs> old. So uh, if they were the much older siblings, or the the, they were the much old. I don't know. I'm not going to try and figure it out. Never mind. I, I thought uh, Spider-Man was done really well. He was. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was a pretty good airport fight. Uh, he, had all, he had all the repartee. And yeah, finally. He was a little kid as well. Yeah. Um, then I watched Jurassic World. Hmm. Mm. Yes. Wow. How did you like that one? Ooh, it was good. <laughs> it was a dumb, dumb movie. That kept telling you, remember Jurassic Park. Mm. Um, it also kept telling you to buy a Mercedes. I think it was telling you that a lot. Did you, have you seen it? Have you watched? I have seen it, but I don't remember like, much of it. Like the Mercedes bit, what's that? It seemed like every car they had on the island was a Mercedes, except for a Jeep that they pointed out. Uh and and they would focus, it seemed like, on the Mercedes emblem mm. before they'd get in the car as oh, okay. it pulled up or something. It seemed like an advertisement. Mm-hmm. And uh, at some point, I just wanted to start having people shout out commercials, like <laughs> characters, like, all right, we get it. It's a commercial. Was it the first Wayne's World or the second one where they uh, did that whole bit? I think it was the first movie where they uh, did the blatant product placement. Yeah, I don't remember which one that is. It's been so long since I've seen 
on either of the Wayne's worlds. I think it was the first one. Um, Product placement. I think that's it. All right, Julian, anything interesting since last uh, time? So Creepshow 2. Oh, man. Nice. On Blu-ray. Yeah. Have you seen that one? Uh-huh. Uh, everyone remembers the uh, the middle story about the raft. Creepshow yeah, 2, that, The Quickening? That one, that raft one <clears throat> freaks me out to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. Uh, yeah. That's the that's the only one that's kind of horrific and like, gruesome. And it, it's, it feels like a story that's written by a kid, you know, I'll say that in a nice way. It's like, uh, yeah. Oh, these these people went to this raft, and there was this thing, and it's and you've got to stay off the cracks, or it will suck you through. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Have either of you been on an actual raft? Mm-hmm. Like a Tom Sawyer, Huck Finn kind of raft. Yeah, out in the sea, a bunch of yeah. logs tied together. <laughs> not not logs, no. but <laughs> well, or a couple of logs with a bunch of planks across them. Mm-hmm. No, I've been on like. Zodiac raft kind of, you know, the inflatable dinghy rafts, but not like a Huckleberry Finn raft. Right. We should build one. <laughs> yeah, because there's a lot of bodies of water. A lot of water around mm-hmm. your street, yeah. your neighborhood here. Anything over a twig and you'll be sitting on the bottom. <laughs> yeah, but um, on the, other, the other two stories are okay. I mean, the, the third we, one where she uh, like runs over a guy, the hitchhiker. Yeah. Thanks for the ride, lady. Yeah. That one. What was the first and, one? And he keeps coming back. And then the first one is with the cigar store Indian. Oh, I don't it's, remember uh, that one. Yeah, George Kennedy and Dorothy Lamour. And they, they own this like uh, store in this town that's just drying up and blowing away. Yeah. And um, the uh, chief of the local tribe comes by and he he's he's in hock to him for a lot of money. And but it, you know they're friends. And so the chief says, "I like, don't don't beg." Um, mm-hmm. So here's here's a like a sack of our treasures, mm-hmm. uh, and then when we can pay you back, we'll we'll pay you back. And uh, he says, "Yeah, that's fine." But then the the uh, there's this young guy from the tribe comes by, and he's got his gang with him, and they they just come by to rip off the store, and they they kill the couple. Oh, okay. And then the um, cigar store Indian comes to life and gets revenge. Yeah, hunts him down. How dare you make me a caricature of my people? <laughs> right. Wow, I don't remember that one at all. Yeah. It's kind of a, a slow way to start it off. It's kind of... That's probably why and we there's probably... there's not much to the story, you know. It's just like... <coughs> we probably skipped that one when mm-hmm. I watched this movie. Yeah. But anyway, um, yes, yeah, so well, that one... Um, How does it hold up overall? Well, the raft is still good. Um, is there like a wraparound story? Yeah, there's a there's a kid who's into reading the comic again, and he's getting chased around town by the bullies. Oh, does he give them their comeuppance? Yeah, he he does a mail order on something that, that oh, turns up at the end and right. knock, knocks them off. That's right, a voodoo doll. Yeah, and then there's like this live action host called the Creeper, who's played by Tom Savini. Oh, he rides around in a truck like throwing the batches of magazines out and um and then there's also animated bits with the the creep between all the stories tom savini had animated bits in from dusk till dawn mm. <laughs> remember sex machine <laughs> yeah yeah barely his bits were animated <laughs> i don't saying. think I, I don't think i've seen uh dusk till dawn since it came out mm, no I know I've mentioned on the show before that I watched a lot of ladies who were there to see hunky, hunky George Clooney get up and walk out. <laughs> Not yeah, what you were yeah, expecting. Been shocking. Yeah. Uh, there's also a creep show too, which was like director video, which I've not seen, and it's not got a good reputation. So. Creep show three. Yeah. So if it's uh, if it if it turns out up somewhere that I can just watch it, then I might I check it out, but not really bothered it otherwise. I bet it's terrible and not worth it. <laughs> so that's what I hear. Uh, so a couple of Tim Holt westerns and Odd Man Out. So a bit of Irish double bill. Mm-hmm. Um, Odd Man Out is terrific. Have you seen that one? No, I'm not. Uh, Carol Reed movie from 1947. Okay. Uh, it's about James Mason is with a, a, a group of people in uh, Belfast. 
All right. And uh, they rip off a place, and and he he gets injured, and he kills a guy on the way out. Okay. And then the whole movie is like, you know, it's the same director who did Third Man. So it's mm. like that, except that the manhunt is the entire movie. Oh, okay. And he goes through various kind of chapters around Belfast, and it takes place over eight hours. It's precisely eight hours. It's laid out the whole movie, and uh, uh, so he's he's like injured for most of it, and you 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 don't see him for long stretches. He's like hiding out somewhere, but he, he every time he he moves, he meets a different group of people, and then they're affected by him. They react differently, and there's there's the kind of um, Vignette, so it's kind of like um, you know Ulysses. It's like this odyssey around an Irish city, mm-hmm. but you know it's it's only two hours long. Yeah, <laughs> it's beautifully shot. I mean, it's like it's always dark, rainy streets with a huge spotlight somewhere. So there's like these massive shadows and Ooh. Uh, yeah, it's really that sounds good. It's a really good movie. Yeah, lots of character actors in that. And then I also saw Gumby the movie. Gumby the movie. Yep. Was this an old uh, claymation type Gumby? or is... it, it is claymation. It's from 95. Okay. They did claymation. Mm-hmm. It wasn't CG'd, huh? Nope. Oh, wow. That's cool. So, yeah, it just basically looks like the TV episodes. I think some of the, uh, the you know, the sets they build are more extensive than the TV yeah. series. But, uh, yeah, I, I played, I, I watched it and played music. while it is on to get me through you know what we used to call that back in the day poor man's MTV you just turn some music Mm -hmm. on and turn the volume off the television uh, a bunch of uh, Mort Garson albums he's this like pioneer electronic musician from the 60s he had like one of the first Moog synthesizers but he he did this album called The Zodiac which is awesome but he also did he also had various aliases so uh, as Lucifer, he did this album called Black Mass. Oh, nice. And uh, and the haunted houses in the early 70s used to just have that on the loop. Uh, <laughs> so uh, did it sound eerie? And Oh, it was awesome. Like, it, 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 you don't even have to sync it up. You can just start the Gumby movie and this record at any given point, and it will just start syncing up. It's, it was eerie. I really so recommend cool. doing it. <laughs> There's all these bizarre noises and things, just as like a robot turns up, and it's just it's yeah, fantastic. It's great. Movies do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a theory that your average length of a song and your average length of a movie scene are approximately mm-hmm. the same, right? And rhythms are found in writing and mm-hmm. speaking as well as music. So the fact that you can find a lot of things that line up in Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon and The Wizard of Oz, not crazy. I think it's more a case of people find patterns. Yeah. That's, you know, we you remember all those cool connections, but you forget any time that sounds went off but robots weren't doing anything right <laughs> that's right yeah people don't talk about like the other 90 percent of the movie where nothing lines up <laughs> yeah yeah and having to restart the album halfway through well the... you know because yeah you can play uh wizard of oz with all sorts of different things soundtracks and they line up some of the stuff, though, thematically lines up, which mm-hmm. not just... That is, yeah. Yeah, it's I mean, it's but I think, weird. again, it's it's all patterns. <clears throat> it's like a conspiracy theory. You, yeah. You only accept the bits that prove your argument, you know. You, you only remember the bits of the movie that lined up. Yeah. And it's a lot of fun, but... It is a lot. Don't of fun take it to so watch. seriously that you're going to talk yourself into uh, Roger Waters and David Gilmour. Uh, in their day, would have had to have rented a small movie theater and a copy of Wizard of Oz <laughs> and sit there and compose an entire album to match it. No, they didn't. Maybe. Maybe they did. <laughs> Maybe they had watched it so many times growing up that, that they, they had it memorized. And how would they, and they have watched subconsciously it? Subconsciously on tv all the time yeah that's, that's how it got big wasn't it because it didn't it wasn't a big hit when it came out i don't believe it was a big hit and then when it and came like out. because it just started turning up on tv every yeah. christmas yeah or it was thanksgiving in thanksgiving this country, wasn't it? yeah 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 it's weird there were some things that were known to be a thanksgiving thing or a christmas thing 
that I didn't run across until later. Like I hadn't even heard of It's a Wonderful Life until I was about 18 or 19. Really? Yeah, I just hmm. never And yet you'd seen Gremlins, I imagine. Um, I think I had. I think I saw it in the movie theater though. But uh, do you remember how they used to show the Humphrey Bogart joint uh African Queen? They used uh-huh. to show that on Thanksgiving every year. Really? Why? It has that. nothing to do with no. Thanksgiving, does it? No. Does he go, Marge, Thanksgiving, and we're here in this boat? Why did they show the Ten Commandments for Easter? <laughs> You're right. It has nothing They're to do not with the, Easter. No. It's not the story. It's a totally different story. Yeah. I never thought of that. But then Metallica wrote a song that used a bunch of the dialogue, which is great. From the Ten Commandments? Yeah. Uh, Creeping Death. I'm not familiar enough with the works of Metallica. Circa 1984, 85. <laughs> um, yeah, Creeping Death from the Ride the Lightning album. It's got a bunch of the uh, let it be written, let it be done, that kind of stuff. Mm. Yeah. So all those lyrics are taken directly from the Ten Commandments movie. I don't know if it's exactly the same way in the Bible. But how were they able to get a copy of the movie? Yeah. And they recorded it in 1984. <laughs> did James Hetfield sit there with a copy of the Ten Commandments in a rented movie theater? I think not. <laughs> and a tape. Just a cassette yeah. recorder. Shut up, everybody. Oh, Lars sorry. put away the kazoo. <laughs> Lars came in the door and we have to do it again. Yeah, he ruins everything. First this, then Napster. <laughs> Fucking Lars. <laughs> oh, man. What else did you watch? That's it. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I was busy. What'd you watch? Uh, Wizard of Oz, Ten Commandments. Okay. Uh, no, I watched African um, Queen and African Gremlins. And Gremlins. <laughs> The end. No, I watched um, the first few episodes of The Young Pope, which is a new HBO series. So this well, is about before he became Pope and the build-up to it. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like Gotham <clears throat> well, um, uh-huh. of, Bob, of Italy. <laughs> Bobcat Goldthwait used to say that he wanted to make a uh, a movie or a series called Teen Christ <laughs> because the, the teen years of Jesus are missing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I did that. Yeah. I, I've told you about that, haven't I? No, I don't think so. I did storyboards. So National Geographic did this, like uh, the the Lost Gospels sort of special. Oh, and that, so I, I hadn't read these stories before, but it was all the stories that got like edited out. Yeah. <laughs> so like Jesus coming out of the tomb, two hundred feet tall. Oh but, wow! But there's all these like stories about when he was a kid. So there's like ones where he um he's at the river and he makes birds out of mud and then makes them fly. And uh, really? and there's another uh, another story where he's he's playing jumping off roofs with his friends, and one of them jumps off the roof and dies, so he brings him back. I love it's it. It's also a weird one with he has a twin. <laughs> that's that's last Elvis. Re- <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That was last week's episode. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, I hadn't heard of them before. It was, it was great. Yeah. Oh man, I like that a lot. I like the idea that like the the uh, sullen teen Jesus would be like turning water into a like a, a Coca Cola Slurpee, it's, ginger beer, yeah. beer, turn it into beer. Well, you know when he gets old enough and starts to want a beer because he's told he shouldn't drink it. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Young Pope HBO series. Um, Jude Law plays this young Pope who maybe they want to put him in to make him a puppet, but. He wants to be a pope, not a puppet. And uh, <laughs> not he's, a puppet. He's a puppet, not a puppet. Wait, he's a puppet, not a puppet. Anyway, so he's uh, not going to do what they tell him, and uh, he's going <laughs> to he's going to see a teen. See teen pope. <laughs> oh, fuck man. you! I'm not going to do what you tell me. <laughs> teen pope. That's a great idea for a story too. Teen pope. Teen pope. So um, it's like Teen Wolf, and at a full moon, this guy turns into the Pope. <laughs> he turns into the Pope during a basketball game, and it doesn't help him at all. Skull cap grows out. Of his uh-huh. head. He just changes. I like the idea that he could block a shot with a big tall hat. Like just jump up in front of the hoop and just knock the ball out. Now I'm thinking of an elderly Polish man <laughs> with no basketball skills. <laughs> That's even better. 
<laughs> but he's a teen. Confused. What is he doing here? Maybe the teen goes to the Vatican while they swap places. Ooh, that's a Freaky Friday Pope. Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea, too. Have you ever been to the Vatican? I've not. It, uh, yeah, it's like St. Peter's is just awesome. Oh, I imagine. Yeah, you go in there and it's just so huge. You don't realize how big it is because it's all constructed so it kind of falls the eye. Uh-huh. And then you start like working out the scale of this thing you're looking at. It's massive. Wow. There's always Bellini sculptures. And, oh, man. And then, yeah, that's the best art bit. Uh, yeah, don't don't bother with the, the, the uh, Pope's gallery. That's, that's, that's rubbish in there. But uh, It's so the, mainstream. There's the uh, Sistine Chapel. Yeah. Is right nearby. You're kind of like herded through. Like you're trying to look up and appreciate it. And there's all these assistants and their only job is to like keep people moving. Oh, man. Like pushing wow. people around. Hey, get out of here. <laughs> exactly. What are you looking but at? It, it just being cleaned up when we went. So it's. You mean they kicked was, all the riffraff out? <laughs> no, they cleaned the, the, uh, the, the Oh, the paintings. Because people were used to it being all these ochres and mm-hmm. kind of dull colors. And they cleaned it up and it was all bright and colorful. And they said, that's not right. Nobody liked <laughs> it. Because they weren't yeah. used to it. But it just like yeah, the, it looks amazing the old statues that were painted right but it's got the uh down one end it's got the souls being dragged into hell Mm -hmm. and like so uh there's all these people that michelangelo put in as in jokes there's this like (laughs) one of one of his critics he's like flayed (laughs) yeah it's all this stuff in it yeah he he didn't he didn't give a damn he was gonna do what he wanted (laughs) i like that about him yeah that that whole um all the crazy pageantry of it, it's so weird, but I'm still fascinated by it. It's like conspiracy theories. I don't really think that most of that stuff has any um, any real weight to it, but... Um, You're saying it's made up of alternative facts? Alternative facts. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. Okay, so I also watched This Is Us, several episodes of this tv series from some network but it's all on some on-demand platform sounds good yeah it was great (laughs) um no it's it's actually one of these really interesting family drama kind of things well written well acted good direction um it's one of those emotional feelings having kind of things that people watch Hmm. i don't normally go for that thing and it wasn't necessarily my idea but it was really good uh, watched the first season and a couple episodes of the new season, and I think it's only maybe a few episodes into the new season. So it's on season two, and it's good. I liked it. But most importantly, I watched Cannibal Ferox because it was on Shudder, and I keep hearing it mentioned, and I thought, you know, I know there's some animal murders in it, and I'll just turn the screen away from me and because I was watching it on an iPad. <clears throat> Not a great movie. No. It's entertaining because it's bad. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, they made the camera work. <laughs> Stuff was lit. People said... It's just going out of its way to you know, be horrible. Yeah. It's it's very exploitive. It's um, badly dubbed, badly acted, badly written. Um, mm. And, oh, man... Uh, they go to kill the turtle and I turn the screen away and yeah. I'm like, they did that. They, and I mentioned this to Jolien when we were driving over here, they were basically aping a uh, cannibal Holocaust. Right. Yeah. So, Oh, they killed a turtle. Let's kill a turtle. Hmm. All right. How about stop with killing turtles? I granted and kill something else. <clears throat> yeah. Come up with your own ideas. How about a dolphin? <laughs> yeah. How about something with a speech center in its brain? How's yeah. How about an octopus? It's smarter than you. Don't kill it. How about a couple of school kids? <laughs> you know what? I'm. Well, I, I, but the, the, these movies, like, they're influenced by Apocalypse Now, where they kill a cow. Oh, yeah, that's true, huh? And then uh, a man called Horse, where they hang him up by his breasts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I didn't make that connection because I really wasn't thinking about the timeline of it. But, yeah, that's, that's definitely... Uh, obvious now that you say it but i know um, i checked the both those movies out the, the cannibal ones because um they were banned mm-hmm. and so i had to see as much as i could of all the banned films the video nasties and uh yeah they're interesting because a lot of the italian movies like them 
wrestling with their like history of colonialism. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's like a lot, a lot of British horror movies uh, about colonialism, like paying for our sins. Right. So there's this kind of subconscious, <clears throat> you know, horror bubbling up. Yeah. So yeah, they're interesting in that way. I could see where they would say to themselves, well, it must first of all take place in a faraway land where mm. the behavior can be reasoned or excused for some... Yeah, but they always start off in New York. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Start here and go to the place where mm-hmm. people eat people. Yeah. Some island yeah, somewhere. Same with the zombie holocaust. They, oh. uh, they start off in New York and then <laughs> yeah. uh, and they track it back to the original country. It's weird because it it's... It's its own sub sub genre, isn't it? Yeah, they they did loads of cannibal movies. There's quite a few of them. Yeah, there's a book at work uh, called uh, "Eaten Alive," mm. and it's all Italian cannibal right. zombie films. I sat and read it one day. It's kind of dull and repetitive, to be honest. But <laughs> it's basically just kind of a breakdown of the story and a little bit of what was important about it or mm-hmm. not important about it. Yeah. If you watch Green Inferno at the end of the credits, there's a whole list of cannibal movies. Mm. Really? <laughs> yeah. I still haven't watched that one. I, I feel like maybe I'll just go through and watch that and a couple others and just be done with it. Mm. You know? Okay, I watched all these cannibal movies. What else you got? <laughs> yeah. Cannibal Holocaust is the big one. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, and the rest are either copying that or they've, or they're, you know, secondary in some way. Well, you, there was earlier ones. There's lots, lots of earlier ones. Well, you're doing something right in your movie if they try to bring you up on murder charges because it, <laughs> it's a snuff film. Yeah, but like this period, like eighty, eighty one. Yeah. There's some, uh, you know, if you're into horror movies, the Italians were just going for it. They were just like, they lost let's their do minds. the most appalling things we can. We just compete with each other to do the most awful things we possibly can show. Yeah. And it's, it's a brief period of just like complete punk rock, you know, <laughs> crazy stuff happening. You could, you could see anything in these movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then that, that died off with the industry. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they did it. They, they can't undo it. Right. You can't unsee that. Yeah. It's on Blu-ray. <laughs> I'm sure. I don't know if it is. But it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, let's talk about Messiah of Evil. Will, what'd you think? Uh, I've forgotten. No. <laughs> it also featured cannibals. Mm-hmm. It really did. Yeah. yeah. I thought this was fantastic. I like this movie a lot. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of the mood of the thing? And that was probably the best bit. Was it was pretty creepy the whole time. Yeah, so off kilter. Yeah, and that weird love song theme that right. kept popping up. It's like it didn't fit. Yeah, straight off you're watching this like sweaty <clears throat> man, and he's like being chased by something, and then he meets this like girl who's much too young. Yeah, and uh, and, and then there's this weird, there's this like sappy song playing. It's just like what is going on? Yeah, it it does. And then she slits his throat. (laughs) (laughs) And you never see those people again. You don't really know. I guess they were in that town. Yeah, Yeah, it was so weird. It's like they want to start the thing out with you. Like, whatever your expectations were, here's some weird shit. Forget it. We're going to steer this thing in directions you didn't imagine. So... um, what did what did so, you what, the the reason you you picked this? Yes, let's talk about that briefly. Um, February, and this seems like kind of a rip off. Black History Month. Let's pick the shortest month out of the no, year. That, that wasn't picked by white people. That was. Oh, it wasn't. No. Oh, okay, good. Uh, I, I wondered that as well. <laughs> it's no. Let's get this out of the way. Shortest month, you know. No, yeah. no that, that's not what happened. And what else is there? Valentine's Day. Good. Okay, fine. They <laughs> they can have this month, and then uh, we're gonna want it back later though. <laughs> yeah, I forget, I forget the exact reasons, but yeah, yeah, read up on it. It wasn't. It's President's Day also this month, therefore Lincoln. I don't know. Mm, yeah. Yeah, there, there's some other information about Lincoln that you might want to look into, but it's also Women in Horror Month. 
And I don't know who decided that. Whether that <laughs> I've was... not heard of that before you said. Yeah, it is. February is <laughs> Women Did, in Horror Month. Have you heard about that? I've never heard is of that. Is this something yeah. the country's been celebrating all this no, time? No, I've not known. You didn't go to the parade this year? <laughs> no. Oh, the fireworks, man. Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. There's but, just one woman left by the end of it. So this movie is co-directed. Co-written and co-directed? Co-written. Yeah. Co-produced. Produced and directed. And co-directed. And the credit wasn't given to um, Gloria Katz until decades later that she was a co-director. Mm-hmm. But she was. Uh, her husband got all the credit as director. but uh, And that was Willard... Hook? <laughs> I don't know how you say his last name. No. Hook? H-U-Y-C-K. Hook? I think there's got to be some intonation there. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably yeah. exactly like you said it. Yeah. Hook? Hook? It's more of a sound than a name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, Willard Hook and Gloria Katz co-directed, uh, co-produced, co-wrote this movie. Um and because of that reason, we were, you know, we were having a conversation saying, well, let's pick something that a woman directed or co-directed and also had other uh, influences in the movie. And uh, they also did screenplays for American Graffiti. Yeah, same year. And uh, yeah, and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Oh, okay. Yeah. So these and Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah, I was going to leave that. I believe that out until later, but uh, okay. okay. Sorry. Howard the Duck. <laughs> If you haven't seen that, it's got duck boobs in it. So if you always wondered what, yeah, yeah, and uh, this is not right. It's, it's just not right. It's just not a good movie. I can't wait till they bring Howard the Duck into the Avengers movies eventually. <laughs> it's a Marvel property, right? <laughs> yeah. As they work their way down through the C-list mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. Like, what else we got? Uh, uh, do we own uh, Sugar and Spike? I don't know. That's a DC comic, I believe. <laughs> you would know that. So uh, that's the reason we... I read this week that Snagglepuss, remember Snagglepuss? Oh, yeah. Is now in a comic where he's a 50s gay southern playwright. <laughs> um, okay, which he was all along, but okay. Well, but it's got more of a serious tone. It's not comedic at all. Oh, that's really weird. It's bizarre. It looks really terrible and bizarre. Evidently, the Flintstones right now is a serious comic. Yeah, uh, Steve Pugh draws that. Yeah. They're making the Flintstones serious. Flintstones? I don't think it is. I thought it was supposed to be serious. I'm not, from what I've seen of his <clears throat> stuff. Because it looked very... Oh, they, they look more like realistic yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I've not read either of those. So, well, I read a page of Snagglepuss, which... What, you just have to ask, what are they doing? Yeah. <clears throat> it's like when they, I don't know, it's been a while, but they made Space Ghost serious and had Alex Ross paint a picture of Space Ghost. And it just... Oh, it doesn't work. He's just... <laughs> have you... Um... Have you read any of uh, Afterlife with Archie? Mm. Are you familiar with it at all? I'm familiar with it. I've not read any of them. I haven't either. I'd like to find that and check it out. It's Archie but zombies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They should have waited a little bit longer because Archie's always just missed it. Whatever it was, whatever fad was going on, if you saw it in Archie, you knew it was dead. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, inline skating. Finally, Archie. Yeah. It's 2007, but you got there. Yeah. Ten years late, but you're cool. (laughs) They always seem so out of date. Always, you know, thoughts of middle-aged men, what teenagers would like. I mean, the first were kind of based on, I mean, the guys were probably young enough. They were kind of based on their high school, but. You read the ones in the 60s and you're like, yeah, these people didn't know any hippies. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's the 60s, and they're showing beatniks from the 50s. And... Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you liked it, though, this this movie, this Messiah of Evil. Yes. <clears throat> it was very Lovecraftian. Mm-hmm. That's the interesting part about it, you know, is the mood of it and, and the structure of, of what happens in it is like something out of a Lovecraft story. Yeah, especially uh, Shadow over Innsmouth. 
Yeah. Yeah. But but everything looks and feels very contemporary of its time. Mm-hmm. Like 1973. Um, do you remember those soda machines where you'd put the coins in and then you would have to yank the bottle straight out of uh-huh. the little, yeah, the yeah. little mechanical yeah. slots? Uh, you didn't have my those folks had one of those. Oh, did they? Yeah, and it wouldn't take nickels anymore because or dimes. I don't remember which because I think it was dimes. They won't. They don't weigh the same as old dimes. Because because of the silver versus mm-hmm. the other alloys. Yeah, we would <clears> load it up in the summer. That's so funny. There used to be a neighbor a neighborhood. Um, was it here? Las Cruces, I don't remember which now. It's been so long. But somebody just set up a Coke machine, like, on the corner. Wow. And ran a cord to wherever. <clears throat> I don't remember. But it was just, like, some guy who owned a Coke machine, and he'd fill it every summer. How weird. Yeah. <laughs> somebody once told me that the mafia was heavily in control of all vending machines. I and don't doubt I it. I think if you pulled something like that and they found out about it, they'd send some guys. Just saying. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, I heard things. Yeah, I heard things, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know why uh, I, the seventies makes me I think. didn't know there I didn't know there were energy energy drinks in the seventies. <laughs> but when uh old Thom there goes by <laughs> the Ralphs, there's a sign in the window that says energy drinks. That's weird. Yeah. Was it an early form of Gatorade, maybe? I don't know. Huh. I did not bother to look it up. I'm sure there's probably 700 pages on Wikipedia on the history of energy drinks in the U.S. Okay, in the timeline of this, what's that Western with Sammy Davis Jr.? How the West was... Goofy? Yeah, how the West was goofy. I forget what it's called now. They yeah. show the title, but I don't remember what it was called. Okay, that they were watching previews of that movie, that Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah, Western. Yeah, it was kind of edited so that you, you just got this crazy sounds yeah all the ricocheting bullets and the fighting and everything that came out three years after this movie or two years after this movie really as i looked it up it came out in 75 or something so it was delayed it been shelved back it might have been shelved i know sammy davis jr was on the rifleman twice Playing a different character was the same character. <laughs> With different names. Yeah, he just had different names, but, you know, he was a trick shot. Oh, okay. So, uh, not to get too far into what happens in the movie theater, but this, uh, so this Thom character, uh, he collects... Uh, stories? Stories. And girls. And girls, yeah. I want to steal those characters. <laughs> I want a series with those three characters. They were great. Where they just yeah. go around and collect stories and maybe experience sort of supernatural things. And um, it's hinted at that there's some sexy time, but it's never actually shown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he has the sharpest 70s outfits. That's part of the reason I want to steal that Yeah, he's character. a good looking guy. Yeah, he's like, he's like the super fly yeah. of white nerd, nerdy... He must weigh about a hundred pounds, though. Oh yeah, he's six four, but <laughs> God, he's rail thin. Yeah, Michael Greer. Yeah, yeah. He's... And, any relation to Pam Greer? No, he's spelled differently. <laughs> he 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 um he he was like a cabaret artist comedian, and okay. he came out in '65, which is really oh yeah early for actors in those days. Oh yeah. yeah. And he did this movie called The Gay Deceivers in 69. Yeah. I saw something about that yeah. in, in my, uh, my A couple notes. of pornos. But this was his last, like, lead role. Oh. And then it was all bit roles after that. Oh, okay. And there was the character actor, <clears throat> Elijah Cook. Yeah. So what would, we, what would we have seen Elijah Cook Elijah in? Cook everything. Jr. Yeah. <laughs> Maltese Falcon. Yeah. Big he was, Sleep. He was in everything. Just about every TV show from the '60s to the through the '70s, he would appear on at some point. This is his second horror movie with uh, Mariana Hill. Oh, really? She plays uh, Arletti. Yeah. In yeah. this movie, She's... they were both in uh, Black Zoo. Oh, I don't. Ten don't years know previously, I don't know anything about that one. Huh? Uh, what about um, what's her name? Jackie Bang. Joy, Joy Bang. Joy Bang. Yeah. Uh, was she in anything else? Yeah, she she was in a few movies just in this period. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so she was in uh, one called Maidstone, 
which Maybe. is named after the town I grew up in. <laughs> Uh, oh, in 1970, which is this Norman <clears throat> Mailer film, which is this famous disaster, not, not a disaster movie, but failed film. Film, yeah. Huh. Yeah, she was in that. She was in Pretty Maids All in a Row, which is excellent. Have I've you seen that one? Seen that one. It's this black comedy set at a, a college, I think, uh, with Rock Hudson in it. Um, oh, okay. It is so funny. There's always like murders in it. It's so uh, immoral. <laughs> it's really funny. Oh, you've got to see that. I'll lend right. it to you. Um, yeah, it, that's very entertaining. And then, uh, oh, and the previous year she was in Night of the Cobra Woman, which is this Filipino yeah. Roger Corman movie. It's uh, not good. No, I believe I've seen that. It's one of those really dull. Because I remember this actress from somewhere. Yeah, you can't forget that name. Yeah, and Joy Bang. And then I thought, I was like, we watched another movie with her, but no, it was somebody with the last name Bang who was in that <laughs> witching and bitching movie. Oh, yeah, who yeah. Who played the, the maiden right. witch. Right. I can't remember her first name now. Uh, Carolina? Bang. Yeah. Yeah. Bang, that's it. Not related. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love the casting in this movie. People are either cast... So they're really beautiful, or they're really amazing character actors. Oh with man, great faces! The albino so, guys. Oh yeah, horrifying. Yeah, and, and there's Elijah Cook Jr. and there's Roald Dano and and, yeah. and, and all the townspeople. Yeah. Yeah. So great casting. Did either of you feel like uh, this drew from Carnival of Souls? I don't know if they would have seen that. I I, I felt Night of the Living Dead was. More, was more the influence. More of it, yeah. And it's arguable that Night of the Living Dead was influenced by Carnival's, Carnival of Souls yeah. anyway. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah, this was... I feel like there were some key things that this movie really got right and some key things that it maybe missed on, not by its own fault, but maybe by its own budget or the times that it was made in. Like the film stock didn't look great, and then maybe there is a. I've not seen a good copy of this. I'm, I'm yeah. really yeah. hoping that because it's, it's like public domain. There's always crappy copies. Kind of. I watched a pretty shitty copy. Yeah. yeah. So I, I bet if if it came out properly and it was widescreen and because you, you can see a lot of pan and scanning and editing in this. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, there might be an original yeah, negative. If it came out, out properly, I'd love to see it because you you can tell this like work with colors in there. And, yeah, it didn't sound like anybody had a good copy yeah. though. Yeah. Maybe this is it. Yeah. <laughs> I have to spend, you know, and that's 50 grand to clean it all up. Late 60s through mid 70s, maybe even late 70s. It was hit or miss if somebody would have the budget to get some decent film stock anyway, because there's a mm-hmm. lot of crap out there that, you know, maybe they were experimenting or maybe it was just like, oh, here's some cheaper stuff you can get. Some of it didn't look good. And if you couple that with some warbly sound, it's like, what am I watching? You know, this this is like uh, something that the the local TV channel got for free or cheap, and they're just running it yeah. to fill time. <laughs> I always joke now on those uh, local channels, like the the retro channels that play old shows, that they just go to the Goodwill or the <laughs> Ark and buy whatever DVDs they have because you'll watch them. You're like, wow, they skipped all a bunch of episodes, but. They must have missed that volume. Yeah. It was missing from the box set. Yeah. But this, this um, I would say that uh, maybe it was a fault of the editing, but, you know, there were some things that were sort of disconnected in the story that maybe could have, uh, you know, they could have brought this, the Dark Stranger story, you know, kind of reminded it, remind you of it throughout mm-hmm. or sort of bookended a little better. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there supposedly was something with Tom where he was uh, maybe the reincarnation of the Dark Stranger. Yeah, you can just about make him out as the Dark Stranger. Yeah. Yeah, but then it but then doesn't it doesn't. Happen. He's, he's yeah. from the Donner Party. Yeah, which is <laughs> explore that a little or talk about it a That's little a more. That's a local legend, isn't it? Right. Because we have the uh, is it the Boulder School, the university? Uh, the university, yeah. The they uh, they, uh, they they. Made a mistake of throwing it open to the students to name the new cafe. And they named it the Albert Packer. <laughs> Alfred Packer. Alfred yeah. Packer, yeah. Col- famous Colorado cannibal. Oh, wow. He I, was. I didn't know about this. Oh, yeah, he was trapped in the woods with, like, five other people. 
on a mildly wet afternoon. (laughs) (laughs) And he just couldn't make it back to town, so he killed them all and ate their flesh. Oh, man. Some of that may not be true. (laughs) (laughs) It may have been a slight storm. But, yeah, there was always the thought, you know, did he murder these people just to eat them? I don't remember. His story was pretty fishy. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I know somebody in the Donner Party went and opened a restaurant after that. Uh, <laughs> Not cool. What kind of hats did they wear to the Donner Party? Point, point, <laughs> pointy ones. <laughs> party hats. What do they serve at the Donner Party? Donut kebabs. Do they have any music? <laughs> would you go if you were invited? <laughs> From what I've heard, I definitely would not. So this this movie got a lot of things right, though. So it got a few things wrong that maybe, again, were um, the, the ravages of time. You know, mm. the scenes got lost or foolishly edited early on and maybe the film stock doesn't hold up or good copies of it are missing. And while we have are these crappy third generation, yeah. uh, you know, so uh, the only thing that it definitely didn't do right was that weird song, that that weird woman love song thing going on, uh, that you can say was something they did at the time, and it was just dumb. Uh, but everything else, it's like the casting was really cool. Uh, the idea behind it was really cool. Uh, the ghouls, definitely uh, pretty scary, and I know that in its time would have been very scary. Mm-hmm. I, I would never go back to the Ralphs if I had seen this. <laughs> right. When there was a Ralphs around. I don't know. Is Ralph still? Yeah, it's Kroger. It's, it's King Super's Kroger, Kroger Ralph. Ralph. Yeah. I, I like how all the uh, the people that we follow, like the, the, the good guys, as it were, mm-hmm. are the weird ones. Yeah. And yes. Like, all the monsters are the norms. Yeah. Yeah, we're following the weirdos. And the, yeah. Yeah. But like uh, what what you're saying about things that the uh, the death of the mechanic, I felt the intent was that the lights would go out and that's the last you see of him. Right. But then they had to go back and said, you know, someone told them, oh, we need to have something bloody at this early in the movie. Yeah. So they went back in and stuck in that scene where he's on the dangling lift. from the car. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That just didn't jibe with me. Yeah, because when he looks up though, when he scoots out from under the car and it comes mm-hmm. down off the rack, and that guy's in the window, yeah. backlit. It's yeah, pretty scary. Yeah, that... I'm never going to the gas station again <laughs> either. <laughs> Go to a well lit dealership and get your car worked on. Don't go yeah. to the gas station. Um, I and something I felt was kind of missing was. I wanted to understand the process of a person, like how do they get afflicted and what are the stages of the Mm -hmm. affliction? Because it kind of seemed fuzzy as to whether you really die from it right away or if you do it all and what's the bleeding from the eye. I felt that was like uh, in in Shadow of Winsmith, just because the people in this town, the the general malaise affects them and they start transforming. Okay. Uh, I didn't feel they were like vampires or zombies they were no no this was like the the insmith people becoming mutated over time yeah yeah i didn't take them to be zombies even though bullets didn't seem to affect yeah they, they them. just stopped feeling pain and they, they only die if you burn them <laughs> right yeah yeah the the just a good general rule with monster fighting <laughs> cut them up burn them some combination of cutting up and burning yeah will, will probably stop them from getting you anyway yeah. They may keep wriggling, but they're not going to be able to run after you. You hope. <laughs> the cops. That scene was crazy, though. Because yeah. the one cop is just like, you know. I liked how the cops were wearing helmets. Yeah, it was like the riot gear of the times. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I wondered why. If you look at the old uh, Chicago 1968 riots. No, you're totally right. Yeah. I'd forgotten yeah. about that. Yeah. They're, they're all Darth Vader now. Yeah. Riot gear. Oh, talking of which, I mean, this couple who made this worked with George Lucas. Yeah. You know, at the time, and he about when when did THX 1138 come out? Seventy two, three, four. Yeah, so that was around the there. same time. So well, those yeah. those cops in there are wearing the white helmets. Yeah. And uh, yeah, 
Yeah, whenever you see um, any riot footage from the late 60s, early 70s, that's... Yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, that's what they're doing. So, uh, yeah, what they get right for sure is setting a mood, uh, having these ghouls... The, the movie theater scene is perfect, mm. okay? You think, okay, this girl... And she's kind of a little smartass, and you can tell she's not, you know, very bright, but <laughs> she's kind of crafty, kind of clever, you know, it's like somebody can be not super smart, but be clever at the same time. She seemed like she was that mm-hmm. kind of a free spirit. And uh, she's going to just go, go check out a movie. Yeah, and You mean a show? A show. Go, go check out a show. Go see a film. What? Uh, a movie. No, a show. Oh, you mean a show. <laughs> yeah. And then it's an empty theater, so she yeah. just steals the popcorn. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Which seemed to be like a non-ending little bucket of popcorn yeah they don't make popcorn that tiny now do they well it was tiny but she just kept eating it yeah. eating it and eating it like bottomless the funny thing about popcorn is now you have popcorn that's like twice the size of the one she had one that's much larger than that and then this gigantic barrel of popcorn <laughs> and they basically cost i'm guessing i don't know i haven't bought popcorn in a movie in a while but um i think 975 um, ten dollars and ten twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. <laughs> the, they do that with the sodas. Is like, yeah, you could have this little Dixie cup of soda, or, or this, you could pay fifty cents more and have this gallon, <laughs> this whole gallon of soda all to yourself. Mm. Mm. It'll keep you awake. Keep you awake. Might send You'll you have the, to pee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So, so they nailed it down really nicely, like building the dread. Sort of incrementally, mm. and yeah, it's kind of like the birds, isn't it? Yeah, it mm-hmm. is. Like, oh, there's a bird. Oh, there's a bunch of birds. There's more birds. Oh, <laughs> I noticed one um, potential flub. I didn't go back and review it, so I may have missed something. But she's reading the dad's diary. Yes, and she says he disappeared that night. But the diary was clearly written after the effect, after the fact. So. Oh. I don't know how he wrote that diary entry. <laughs> yeah. You're right. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, the the um the dad left this uh diary basically addressing her in in all the passages. Mm. So he knew she was going to be showing up. He knew that but he he also said he wants to keep her away. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe the smart thing to do would be get a hold of her somehow and say well he did call her at the beginning <clears throat> and don't, say something like, don't don't bother to come down here. Don't come to my weird I'm town. I'm being vague, but... Yeah, maybe be more specific. Like, there's some horrible shit going on. If you don't want to be eaten by zombies, don't come to yeah. my town. Yeah. His paintings were pretty interesting. Mm. Yeah, I kept trying to pick out who those people were on the walls. Yeah. And Nixon in China was one of the, them. Oh, was it? Yeah, you see it briefly. Was that Lee Harvey Oswald? Yes. One of them I looked like that Oswald. Was yeah, Oswald picture. It's weird because there's a there's some filters in Photoshop that will make a photo look just like those paintings. Yeah. If that movie were made today, that whole thing would have been much easier to make. I'm sure, it was pretty easy then. Yeah, the skylight stuff was really interesting. Ooh, that yeah, was that creepy. Was creepy. Yeah. Like like we talked about before, you don't want a face in a window. Well, mm-hmm. you don't want a bunch of bodies leaning on some skylights either. That's just awful yeah don't breathe had the poor kid crash through that skylight yeah Yeah, some of those people jumping down i don't think made their landings it looked like yeah they were zinging off the walls yeah they were like swinging in and they they (laughs) misjudge and hit the wall and yeah it's a bunch of amateur stunt people it looked like yeah it's like who doesn't mind getting a little hurt yeah or maybe a lot hurt you know how much this thing cost? I didn't find out anything about budget. Because the film Thundercrack I looked up cost $9,000. Wow. <laughs> wow. I think it cost 40000 after that to get it sent out and whatnot. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, Jolene, any favorite moments in the movie? Like, did we already talk about the, them? The uh, supermarket. Supermarket. Supermarket scene's probably the best scene. That in the theater's pretty yeah. good, too. 
those two stand yeah, out. Yeah, but that's just such a beautiful set piece. Yeah. Just the, the music and the sounds and mm-hmm. the glimpses she gets of people walking around. Yeah. I was hopeful that, oh, she maybe she'll, you know, be able to, you know, beat them back and get out the door. Mm. I kind of knew she wouldn't, yeah. but I still hoped she would. And she's so good looking. Yeah. Oh, man. It's like you don't kill off the, a pretty Ford. actress like that. Yeah, she was in the, the Price is Right. Oh, was she? One of the early ones. And The Longest Yard, she's oh. Burt Reynolds' girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, okay. And Invasion of the Bee Girls. Yeah. <laughs> I remembered her from The Longest Yard, but mm-hmm. I couldn't place her till after I looked it up. It's yeah. like, oh, that's... The... <clears throat> the Longest Yard shouldn't be a good film, but... That's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> hey, anything with it's Richard Keel like, in it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. For all. If you describe it to someone, uh, I don't want to watch it, but it's a fantastic movie. If you if you think Saturday Night Fever is bad, go watch Staying Alive and then go back and watch Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. <laughs> Saturday Night Fever is excellent. Yeah, yeah, no. I've shown it to people. I had a friend who was like, you've got to watch Saturday Night Fever. Yeah. Are well, you mad? It's very... You're crazy? What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> it's very of its time. Oh, it's it's great. Yeah, I've watched it expecting a happy disco movie. And uh-huh, I, I, yeah. I, I like musicals. It's and, got some very... It's like, it's, this is a grim yeah, yeah. film, you know, yeah. just trying to capture that time. Why is he always going to hit my hair? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if you, if you want to sort of uh, get the vibe of that time, but not have it be kind of cartoonish, like you could watch The Warriors, but if you want it to be a little mm-hmm. maybe dark and more like real life, Saturday Night Fever is definitely a yeah. better movie. <laughs> but The Warriors is fun. The Warriors is fun. Yeah, I like that one. Um, so, I I mean, I, I think we, other than talking about how it ends or whatever, which really isn't important, um, well, maybe, well, since we warned that we would spoil this, uh, the dark, the dark stranger or whatever they call him, uh, comes back out of the ocean as promised, which is kind of surprising because normally when a bunch of people follow some Messiah, (laughs) they get disappointed (laughs) or end up dead, which is also a disappointment I would assume. Uh, but in this one, he comes walking out of the ocean. So he does come back. Yeah, the, now they're going to spread their dark religion yeah. across the country. Yeah. And thus Scientology was born. And thus <laughs> yeah. we just got sued. <laughs> they could sue us. What are they going to get? The microphones. Yeah. Yeah, they're not expensive microphones. We have to become Scientologists. Like if you don't have money at a restaurant and they make you wash dishes. You basically got hired. Yeah. If you you don't have the money and get sued by Scientology, you have to become a member. They make you lick envelopes. Mm Mm-hmm. Not that you... Scrub floors. (laughs) You don't even have to send anything in the envelopes. They just make you lick them, them, seal them, and throw them in the trash. But these are peel and stick envelopes. No, just lick them. We don't care. (laughs) So... um, so the dark stranger comes back. They're going to spread their dark religion. The woman escapes somehow and ends up in an insane asylum. Yeah. That's the perfect ending. No one believes her. Right. Nope. Yeah. That's, that's great. <laughs> she's happily painting. She's completely out of her mind. Mm-hmm. But she's not out of her mind, is she? No. She has seen these things. Yeah. That's why they let her go to spread the word. And yeah. She's going to be put away. And that's that's what uh, that's what happens, and then the song plays again. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. but there's there's like some really cool uh, like electronic music in this, like weird noises. And... Oh yeah, yeah, there were the the song though. The lyrics tell you all about the movie. So <laughs> <laughs> I should have printed the lyrics out. I didn't. We should have. Didn't even think of that. So. Uh, Overall, um, I would say all the people who have touted this as a hidden gem or uh, most overlooked or whatever, they're not wrong. This is something that you could easily have not seen like I had Mm -hmm. not. And Will, you hadn't seen it, had you? Never even heard of it. Yeah. And And I really wish that maybe Lucasfilm could pick it up and do it remastered. 
yeah. version of it because I'd love to see that. Give it a proper release. Um, but uh, I definitely recommend it to horror fans who, who feel like they want to have seen all that stuff of that era and mm-hmm. just stuff outside of what they're used to because I think so many people are just like, yeah, Cabin in the Woods. It's like, come on, see some other stuff. Go go deeper. Like Cabin in the Woods, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this is like in the 70s when like independent filmmakers were like hard scrabble and getting together money and doing something they wanted to do. Yeah. And this is before all the franchises took over. They wouldn't have even had the term independent cinema, I don't think, at the time. I mean, Maybe. I don't know. They, they, but it, if it, but was, it was all going independent because the the big studios had collapsed. Yeah, and then the movies that were making surprising amount of money were like Easy Rider and yeah. stuff like that. They were like made cheap and yeah, Easy Rider was a breakout. People didn't didn't know what was even going yeah, on with the, that. The big studios didn't know what to do. Yeah, I don't know why, but I love a cheap movie. <laughs> know that somebody put a movie out for next to nothing <laughs> they had to like have a paper out like david lynch did before Eraserhead came out <laughs> i don't even think he delivered the paper like, he just not. picked him up <laughs> yeah he just dropped them all off in one spot yeah it's a, it's his own form of art but i like to think he had to ride a bike yeah. and throw papers <laughs> warning riding a bike with a big canvas satchel around his shoulder uh-huh. I like the thought of that I was going to sell grit but this was easier <laughs> I do believe I had a conversation with a hummingbird or whatever Dana Gould had on that show he does a pretty good impersonation oh I did a poster for Dana Gould since I saw you last yeah? yeah he's doing a bunch of shows in Atlanta this weekend so I did flying saucers over Atlanta Nice. And his face in the foreground, kind of ghastly lighting, you know, kind of uh, green and blue sort of lighting on him. And he was very pleased with it. Fantastic. Yeah, he posted it on his Instagram. Ah. Yeah, he's doing a bunch of shows of the Laughing Skull. Anyway, back to the movie. Uh, so you both liked it? Yep. Hated it. Don't watch it. <laughs> yeah. No, I may, I wish I had uh, saved it and had Gene watch it with me. This would have been right upper alley this kind of movie she likes yeah it's not hard to find yeah so all she... 70s yeah <laughs> like what did you all think of the platform bed that was suspended oh, yeah. from the oh, ceiling that was, that was cool they had uh, uh, like beach beds like that in Mexico yeah <laughs> yeah cool. I wouldn't trust it I wouldn't be able to sleep on those no <laughs> and especially when you're surrounded by like paintings of people looking at you a bunch of ghouls <laughs> checking you out you wouldn't get much sleep in that place yeah i feel like you'd be rocking and it looked very hard yeah yeah if it was something on the beach and it's just like yeah someone threw like a futon mattress on some sort of frame fine but there's a actual bed to sleep on what if we made a hammock out of plywood <laughs> basically <laughs> that's what somebody said one day and someone else said, I got no. this plywood. No, they said, no, don't. <laughs> but they did it anyway. And the beach bed was made. Made me want a bed suspended on, like, big magnets. <laughs> so that would hover. be cool. Why do I taste metal? Yeah. My fillings hurt. <laughs> they have them in Kurt Vonnegut's furniture that's levitated with magnets. And Kurt Vonnegut's player piano and... They're impossible to sit down on because they'll always fly up behind <laughs> you, or you'll touch the desk and it slowly goes towards the wall. That's great. Yeah, I like that a lot. So um, we'll do a couple more episodes uh, where we uh, maybe maybe we'll choose a female lead that is especially well acted and heroic, or maybe we'll find another. Um, a female directed film that we could talk about, but women in horror month, uh, is officially underway. It's February. February. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, Valentine's day is coming up. Who cares? Um, president's day. If you're in the United States and you like old presidents, like back when presidents were presidential (laughs) and we'll have some fun with it. Yeah. Should we get out of here? Let's okay. Do it. All right. Thank you for listening.
stay off the moors. I gave my message to the wind. I told my story to the sea. Oh, no. 